Oh, there it goes. Everybody look up and watch out. It's Keep Up with Stilvin Sane. I'm here with the rest of the Keep Up crew. Let's get into some motherfucking shout outs. Oh, hell no. It's time for some motherfucking shout outs. Nice. All right. We're in sync. We're getting the clap on, clap on. Uh, welcome, Celeste, PG Suze. Hello. Yes. Thank you so much. We are radio culprits. Uh, we used to be on a DTF radio show. She's still at the DTF radio. Sunday's brunch. Please give us your motherfucking shout out. Um, so I'm sorry. Now I'm going to have all the time. Uh, I just want to shout out Al Prentice Collection. He is the creator of my show. He's the producer of my show. He has a dope ass clothing line. Queens Fly High. King- it's Kings Fly High, but he does make Queens Fly High. And I say Queens Fly High because I'm a queen. Hello. 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 So Hello. shout out to Al Prentice. I appreciate you. I probably don't say it enough, but I definitely appreciate you. And I will be looking for my shirt. They are the assholes. Nice. And so uh, one of the great things about the shout out is that on the YouTube version, we get to put um, their like Instagram account and we get them a little shout out. And you'll see that in the graphics and stuff when we're doing our promotion this week. So, yes, a big shout out to Al Prentice. Good job producing a wonderful show like Sunday's Brunch. Let's get into some viral news. Now's when I have to choose. What the fuck happened? Here we are. Here we are. We got a couple of topics, a couple of two big topics. One, if you woke up and you didn't see a meme having Megan Merkel on it, a ginger from England or Oprah, you haven't been alive. I don't know what the fuck you were looking at. You probably were like a rock somewhere. But here we go. Oprah did an interview with the royal couple that is now in the U.S. Meghan Merkel is a former uh, TV host. And uh, and obviously, Harry is a star. Not just, not just host, TV star. She's That's right. She is a TV star. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Biracial people in the house. Biracial people in the house. I love Megan Merkel. She's amazing. And I'm, I feel really bad. I feel really bad what happened um, through the interview. She has admitted to Oprah and so and Harry confirmed that they're racist. The like, bottom line, they're racist. We all knew that. And everybody that's not from England is pretty much colonial property to them. I was going to say, are we really surprised that they're No, racist? no, no. I'm just, I, and I, I, you're right. I'm not even disappointed because, like, I, I would have to think differently about the royal family in order to, like... And, okay. and this is what Diana went through. Diana, even though she's white as snow, um, <laughs> she went. She was a teacher. She was considered common, and so she had to go through a lot of ordeals and was depressed and suicidal. And Megan said she was suicidal. And you, like you said, she's a, a veteran in the TV game, and she even was made to feel less than she was, and that's that's sad. Yeah, well, I mean, when you look at it, you see how they virtually killed Diana. Like they ran her. Like you know, they. I really think that Harry got the best revenge he can get. It's like, you killed my mother, so I'm going to go marry a black woman, have a baby, leave this godforsaken place, and break every rule possible. I love it. They need to back that ass up meme, okay? Because that is what (laughs) this is. Back that up, stuff, Royals. Right, right. Don't I love that meme too. Oprah, like Oprah going like this, okay. like, hold up, That's hold that. up. <laughs> this is Black Girl Magic. We are taking over for the 2000. Nice. All right. 
Happy, oh yeah, today is International Women's uh, Day, and it's also Women's History Month. It's I, I think they've dubbed it Women's Month now, and I don't even think it's called Women's History, because, you know, obviously his story um, is in there. <laughs> you gotta get, gotta get 2021. I know, but I know, I know that uh, you're not as, uh, you don't try to be as hip as me on your show, I know that. Well, no, 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 I love that it is Women's um, Month. But let's not take away from the fact that it's still longer than Black History Month. I think I need Black History Month to be one more month. Or ain't that or rigged? Month. Ain't that rigged? Oh, we hear there's not some fucked up shit, man. We get like one day extra every four years for Black History Month. That's a bullshit. And it's still what twenty eight days? I like, come yeah, on. Yeah, I'm with you on that, man. Ah. That's I know they they rigged us on that one. They rigged us on that one. Uh, so uh, and good and good for. Uh, Oprah's friend too, Gail. Both of them like switch back and forth, like which one wants to be a meme. You know what I'm saying? Like, or <laughs> <laughs> Kelly. What was the last one with her? She had the the person no, that was in the store. Oh, she was. Oh. A no, remember, remember they tried to cancel her. Remember yeah, I know, I know, and they're trying to cancel Oprah too right now because. Um, I know, I know, I know, I know. Don't be. To be honest, I think uh, I don't think anybody cancels anymore. I think they lose their job for a little while and they come back. Like it's not really. Hmm. It's like what, what was it like? Timeout. That's pretty much what it is. It's like a little time timeout for you. And if you get if you do really bad, you move to another country like Woody Allen and like <laughs> and Roman Polanski. If you can't really prove that you're not canceled, you just move out the country. One person we will never let them cancel is Oprah. Okay, that's okay. As, I'm with that. As, I don't want to cancel her. Black, she been so she been a black a rich black female for longer than I've probably been alive. Ain't no canceling Oprah. Okay, we may not like her, but we ain't. That's Auntie Oprah. Okay, she can buy our souls. I was. With, I'm with you on that. I don't know if you're with me on this. Somebody was talking about Dr. Dre, and I hate mentioning him so much, and especially with the divorce settlement. But um, somebody was like, why are you riding so high on Dr. Dre's uh, hill? And I was like, and I felt the same way as you, kind of. I was just like, it's, he's like, there's not that many black billionaires. So like when someone's chipping away at it, whether like what, what, no, no, I'm not saying like overall, like how I feel about it. It's just like, it's just like a feel, like even with Bill Cosby, even though I felt, I know you feel differently on this, even though I felt he was guilty, it still felt like, damn, that's an icon. And that's one less black billionaire. You know what I'm saying? So it still it still hurts either way, whichever way it falls on the coin. Listen, I'm like this. Free my nigga Bill. Free my nigga R. Kelly. <laughs> all about that. Hey, <laughs> Trump out of Twitter jail. <laughs> okay. Dr. Dre, however. Okay, let's hear I it. Watched, I watched the Michelet. That was what it was, right? I always liked Dre. I watched the Michelet documentary. Mm-hmm. Talked about how he used to beat the snot out of her. Yeah. So most of women. See, so for women, if, especially if you're a woman who's been in a domestic violence situation, stuff like that kind of triggers. Then you're like, okay, I get it. So that's what made me start looking at him like, mm, you're a woman beater. Now everything that's going on with him and his wife, that ain't none of my business. I still like Dre, but. It just makes me think he does beat on his women. So when people say stuff about him, I can't, I can't feel bad for him. But I, I still love him. I, I still love the chronic. I still love... But... Uh, All good. Beat her. 
So, uh, yeah, like I said, um, and there's been some jokes before we part ways on this topic. Um, Red Table Talk, that was my favorite one. Jada Pickett-Smith, she went on her page and she uh, she cropped uh, Queen Elizabeth's face onto the Red Table Talk. And she goes, this is the only way we're going to solve this, y'all. I'm like, oh, damn. And I'm a big fan of that show. I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I love the platform. And uh, good for Jada and uh, good for Megan for uh, exiting. I'm a, I'm a toxic person. I, I can handle toxic, but somebody going through postpartum and all that good stuff, that's not a good place to be. So good for Megan for escaping that toxic situation. I'm going to say good for Harry because yeah. he is supporting his queen. That is all we want is to, to support and for him to give up his royal birthright for, real. for this yeah. woman. They didn't get paid for the interview either. Greatest, that's the greatest, like, show of affection. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I went against my racist family, married this Black woman. Even though she's light-skinned, still married this Black woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He left. Every, gave up everything to be with her. Shout out to Harry. I agree. He's invited to every cookout. That's right. That, that's right, man. Gingers usually don't have soul, but this one does. <laughs> this one does. The Infinity Soul, who knows? Actually, I don't watch uh, WandaVision, but those memes are really funny, too, where they put the Infinity Stone on Vision, and I then need- all of a sudden he's like so glow and shit like that. I need to I need to watch. That's on a Disney Plus, right? I don't have... Yeah. I just have- I paid so much money for regular freaking cable. I need to get like Disney Plus or something and HBO Max and all other stuff. Oh, I love HBO Max. We'll get into that soon. So the COVID relief bill passed. We don't want to get into it too much because we've talked about it for weeks. And uh, yeah, if you make over 80 grand, if you're if you're a couple that makes over 160, you're not going to get it. Um, you're not going to get the $1,400 minus the $600, like a lot of bullshit, a lot of same shit, different Biden, pretty much, or same Biden. I was going to say a different bidet. That's pretty much what he looks like right now. He looks like a fucking toilet, um, the way that he's with all these false promises and shit. Again, I voted for him because I really, really hate Trump and I really wanted him to lose, but it's not like I won. Joe Biden sucks too. Um, yeah, so... How do you feel about this Corona bill? How do you feel about the rollout? How do you feel about anything on this topic? I just want my $10,000 towards my student loans. That is the only thing that I am worried about. Um, They're politicians. Politicians have to lie to get what they want. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a Trump fan, but it really made no difference if Trump or Biden would have won to me, honestly. It really made no difference because they're politicians. They're going to do what they want to do. Very or they true. sign whatever. It's not what they want to do. They're going to, because Trump was the puppet. Yeah. Whatever. So, give me the 1400 Don't give me the 1400 I don't yeah. care. But if y'all see me in Bali, I got my stick. <laughs> Word. I got my Word. Stick. I'm not saying I'm using it, but I'm going to Hawaii in April. Just saying. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. No, I'm going on vacation. When that stimmy hits, I'm going on vacation to yeah. get rent. Vacation. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Um, you, you know, it's another word I had to say less. Um, holler. It's one of my favorite words. But because oh, you say no, because you say it, I, I had to let you say it. it's great. You and you say it better. You say it way better. But I used to be a, a big fan of, of uh, Matias Please. Yeah. I used to be a big fan, so I used to be like when uh, when it was really popular when I lived in Indiana. I used to be like holler. Oh, yeah. I love, I love the hello. hello. Oh, see, you do it way better. You do it way better. I love it. All right. So uh, let's get into some music. Music. If you've ever cut your grass and found what a... What the fuck? 
did I hear? Oh, you know what I realized? Um, when I tried to recruit you to be on this show, like to actually be, I remember when we were talking and you were like, I'm a Christian and I do not like when you say fuck in the segment. I'm like, <laughs> was that I was like, what? you said what? Was that a while ago? Yeah, it was a while ago. I was about to say, and, and you know what's so funny? I had to hold my tongue. I had to hold my tongue. I'm like, what? How many times you cursing your skits? Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I go through my phases. I go through my my holy phases and I go through my bad girl phases. I don't know. It's good. It's good. Oh, you know what? You know what song I should have put on? It's not that new, but it's it's been really uh trending lately. Uh Sweetie, uh bad, um best friend with oh. uh, Doja Cat. That's my shit. I, I love like that. Doja. I Me too. I love Doja Cat. I heard she's crazy though. She is crazy, but men love crazy, so it's okay. So it's all right. It's all right. I love crazy. Yes, and she's a little anti-Semitic, even though she is Jewish. She's weird. She's weird as fuck. I heard some other story, but you know what? That's Clubhouse. Yeah, and no, and she no, she had some brown racism too. Like she was on uh, Reddit, I believe. Yeah, no, we covered this a while ago, and um, some some other stories maybe even hit the news. Oh, hit 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 us, hit us, hit us! Give us an exclusive. Give us an exclusive. Give us the brunch tea. She has quite an eccentric love life. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, okay. Okay, all right. Is it Laura? Is it, and not that I'm shaming Lori Harvey. Is it Lori Harvey esque? Or is it like, uh, it's like just like, or is it like Hot Girl Summer? Or is it like is crazy orgy ish? Like, it's oh, like, oh, I'm not shocked about that, to be honest. That's, and, and I heard, oh, I don't want to put that out there. I heard, you know, I'm just, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> might be a little funky i heard like her poom poom might i heard be that too yeah, i heard that too like- i heard about cardi b too though what's his name Blueface said that her coochie stinks really yes not cardi cardi yeah and i don't know and i'm not saying it's real and and, and Blueface is not like the most uh pristine credibility either yeah yeah i'm like, like i'm running it's not like i'm running a blue face to hear the truth like that, yo blue face give me the news exactly he can't, even I, rap, he can't even rap on beat. He's, he's going to give me the news. And I like him, too. I like him, too. Even though he raps on, off beat, he's the best at rapping off the beat. Yeah, I'm not a Blueface fan. He just, ugh. I know. He's gross. But it's all good. It's all good. Who knows? You know, he got, like, tattoos coming out of his earballs. If I meet her one day and I smell it, I'm going to be like, I heard about this. Get it taken care of. But I heard it could have been more BV-ish. I don't know. Uh, all right. No more, no more yeast from the East. No more of that. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Bunny Whaler. I'm a big fan. I think the world is a big fan of the Whalers. One of the co-founders, he uh, reggae singer. He died at 73 about a week ago on March 2nd. Uh, are you more of a fan of Bob Marley or are you more a fan of the Whalers? Uh, more Bob Marley. Gotcha. I'm a big Bob Marley fan. Nice. And you've been to Jamaica, right? I've been to Jamaica twice. I'm trying to nice. go back like in the, within the next month. Like I'm trying Good. to schedule Good. a vacation within the next three weeks. Nice. And I really want to go to Jamaica again. I just want to go somewhere with these beautiful men who could bring me drinks and, and be like, baby love. That's all I need. Good. You know how to vacation. I love your vacations. Um, I was laughing my ass off of you and your daughter. That shit was hilarious. That was a great trip. But you always have great trips. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, I've been to Montego Bay. Where have you been in uh, Jamaica? I went to Montego Bay and I went to Ocho Rio. So I actually caught Simonella while I was in Montego Bay. Oh, no. Bay. Oh, no. Yeah, I came back to 
was hospitalized for a week. I will say this though, not to say that like you're you're doing anything wrong. It's just the way that I do it. I do not, I try to stay away from foods that are not made by the country like at all. Like it's like if it if it feels like it's imported from somewhere else, I try to stay away. You do not. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And you the- order like Philly cheesesteaks, like in Cancun. That- I'm like, OD. <laughs> that is the problem. That's how I went to the club with one of the guys who worked at the uh, resort that I was staying on. And then afterwards, he's, I'm like, the girl who I was with, I wasn't even hungry. My friend was hungry. She's like, let's get something to eat. So we pull over. This is two vans. I had a choice. The van where everyone's eating at or the man on the corner with the grill to get the jerk chicken. And I go for the man (laughs) on the corner with the grill with the jerk chicken. Okay, and as I'm eating it, I'm feeling myself getting nauseous. Like I'm eating it. I'm like, why am I feeling so medium rare chicken? (laughs) Oh, man. Like when I stayed the next day, I had a fever. I felt like hell by the time I got back here to like like New York like I could barely even breathe I took a cab to the hospital they're like your blood pressure is extremely low we had to do surgery on you I was literally in the hospital for a week I checked myself out because I thought I could be able to go to work but when I came back home I couldn't even get out of bed health department wouldn't let me go back to work for two weeks because once you have salmonella around food you have to be cleared of that so like that Jamaican trip Fuck me up royally. That's right. Celeste is also a bartender. PG Sue is also a bartender. Uh, she frequents the Barclay Center. Go Brooklyn. Go Knicks too, by the way. Knicks are doing very well. Good, yeah. The Knicks are looking good. They really are, actually. I'm not even hating. Um, I'm a Nets fan, and I have a lot of Nets. I'm not a Nick fan friend, so like we. Are you a New Jersey Nets fan or? Um, technically, yes. Yeah. So when Vince, so I was a big Vince Carter fan, and I was okay. tired of following him around. So when he went to New Jersey, and then when Jay Z at the same time, one of my favorite rappers, when he said that he was taking hold of the interest and doing the concerts there and stuff like that, I was like, you know what? This is my last spot. Let's do this. Those Brooklyn Nets. And I I guess that was like 2003 or 2004. So Yeah, that no, the Nets, that was, uh, if I've been there seven years, I think that was eight years ago or nine. That 2012, I think, is when they opened. Yes, but 2003 is when they got uh, Vince Carter and they made those announcements. You're right. No, they built it at that time. And I was there for the opening with Jay-Z. Um, at the Barclays Center. But way before that, when they just like announced it, there was no building plans. It was just that Ratner. It was just that guy. Um, he doesn't even own the Nets anymore. Um, seems like Bruce Ratner or something Bruce like that. Ratner, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a Chinese, so it's a Chinese guy. Yes, Joe the Sao is the, now, is the new uh, yeah, the Joe Sai. Yeah. Joe Sai, there you go. Shout out to them because nice. they came in strong. So I'm not trying to throw no shade, but all I'm going to say is that Every damn Christmas, niggas was tired of getting them key food cards. We were tired of $50 key food cards that ain't much. I'm done. <laughs> key food cards. Who wants a key food gift card? Now I'm forced to shop at key food. I don't shop at no damn key food. They expensive. <laughs> I've so, never heard of a key food gift card. Every freaking, every freaking Christmas, that was our gift. A $50 key, uh, key food gift card. You know what this little Asian man hooked us up with the other day? Now, I ain't been to work all damn year, okay? We've been shut down. This man, for the Chinese New Year, 
gave us a hundred dollar Amazon man. gift card. No, excuse me, not Amazon. American Express gift card. Right. Oh, that's a better one. That, a, that goes everywhere almost. For the Chinese New Year, Hong Wong Chung. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, he came in and he had just acquired the nets when freaking COVID happened. He came and gave us some hoodies. That little Nets hoodie that I wear that's real thick, that's from him. Nice. That man is legit. It's a good year for New York sports. Even before the season started, like I said, my Nick fans, they thought I was going to have my annual like hate on the Knicks. And I was like, actually, even though I obviously don't like the Knicks, I, this is a playoff team right before the yeah, season started. And they were like, Vince, blah, blah, blah. What are you trying to jinx us? I'm like, nah, I really, I actually believe that this team, what I'm looking at right here on paper, looks like a playoff team. I could see it at least getting seven or eight spots. I hope we get seven so we can at least make it out of round one. Then you're gonna play. But then you're gonna play the Philly or the Nets. You don't want that, man. I think Nets are gonna end number one seed. I think Nets are end up the number one seed. We got Blake Griffin now. Like I know, but I, that's that's not what I wanted though. I wanted Drummond. I'm a Blake Griffin fan. Oh, I love Blake Griffin. I love KD. I just feel like it might be too much power on one team. Well, with Blake Griffin, he's lost a lot of skill. Um, actually, he's balanced out a little bit before. He's not as, in the day, Blake. Not at all. He hasn't dunked all season, actually. He hasn't dunked since 2019. And so uh, he's definitely not the same Blake. That dude was jumping over Kia's at one point. Yeah. And now... And now, um, and now, because of multiple knee surgeries and stuff like that, and plus he was uninspired in Detroit. Detroit was a trash ass team. Goodness yeah. gracious, I don't even know why they traded for him. That was so stupid. And what's his name? Steve Ballmer, the the owner of uh, the Clippers. Um, when they when they met again on the floor, did, did you see that? That he he ran away from him. He wouldn't even shake his hand. The owner, uh, Blake Griffin. Yeah, so that means that Blake Griffin definitely didn't want to leave, and he was blindsided about that trade. It was a salary dump. That's all it was. And um, that happens so with the players. Like we always feel bad but like imagine being a player and you just get a call like you come off the thing and it's like hello i'm traded wow okay packing up my house up tomorrow like this is what happens you know what i'm saying so it's like we never we think about our we're so selfish to think about our teams what we like oh my god you left the team no what do these owners do like we're chess not where because i don't play in the nba but every players are chess pieces to them and it's they just, are. it's they ridiculous. Are. Like they need, they need a union. They need a good union that fights for them to say, no, you can't trade them and, 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 and different stuff like that. They think just because you're paying them. Yeah. I, I'm making 20 million or something, let's say, but it doesn't mean I want to just keep uprooting my life. Like I'm settled down here. Now I just got to get up and go. They made a, a Draymond Green made a similar point a couple of weeks ago about Andre Drummond and how they got to sit him down and that was out that was okay. But when James Harden forces a trade, that's not all right. So yeah. it kind of goes to the theory of um, that NFL owner when he said you can't have the inmates running the asylum. It's terrible. It's terrible. You're right. They still as owner. You would think that it would be an equity thing because of the CBA, but no, they still view it as ownership as like a plantation. And that's I was wrong. Gonna say, wrong. Okay, let's be for real. Who's who's playing in the NBA? Yeah, unfortunately. I know, I know. I hate to get conspiracy. Well, you're right. You're right. Well, yeah, you're right. Privileged. 
You're absolutely right. And it's sad. It's sad. And, um, but luckily, uh, LeBron and Chris Paul, they are part of the, they're the head of the union. And so hopefully changes like that. Actually, a lot of changes have happened between them. So, and even with the voting, even with the voting, um, we've mentioned this on the show right before the election through the voter die program that Diddy created, um, LeBron. So the NBA at one time before the election, 14% of the NBA voted when LeBron brought the program in when the, uh, this last election, 92% of the league voted. So that guy, everybody, that guy could, everybody wanted Trump out this. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Oh, and even with the vaccine, voted. even with the vaccine. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I guarantee you the next four years, we're not going to have such a huge voter turnout. It's going to go right back to where it was. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. And there's no enthusiasm either, to be honest. On Even on the blue side, a lot of them think that it's just going to go to Kamala Harris anyway. I, I always say it wrong. Did I just say it wrong? No, Kamala. There you go, Kamala Harris. And yeah. um, and on the red side, I'm into politics. So, like, there's some people that I know that are probably going to run. But they're not that sexy at the moment. So I agree with you. It's not going to be the same it's definitely not going to be, what was it, 81 million votes for Biden and 75 million votes for Trump. You're absolutely right. It's it's not going to be anywhere near that. that Michelle Obama. I'm down with that. I actually am about to read her book. I'm, I'm about to finish Obama's book, but I haven't read hers yet. And I really want to. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. She did, she did really good with that book. Good. Good. She's one of my favorite. Actually, she probably is my favorite first lady. She's my favorite first lady, to be honest. She's the only first lady that matters. That's right. And you know what? We're all music and we went all the way around. That's okay. You're a great guest. I love the things you talk about. And when you did, um, when you did the phone call, I love your skits. So like when you do that improv stuff, it's all good. All good over here. So Eminem has made his way onto the show again, just like Cardi B, Meg The Stallion. Hey man, it's all viral over here. So Eminem almost got canceled. Uh, he's been canceled probably every decade he's been in the business. What are you doing? I know. And it's not even that he did anything recently. It's um, the Love the Way You Lie song with uh, Rihanna and um, some Gen Zers after they got done canceling skinny jeans. They uh, and you heard about that, too, right? No, they want to. Gen Z have been making fun of millennials for wearing um, skinny jeans, saying that it's like oppressive or something like that. Like you shouldn't be nut hugging or I don't even know. Like, it's just like, like we're just. I'm trying to, because my daughter asked this question the other day. I didn't know how to answer it. So the Gen Z, <laughs> let me get this straight, right? So are yes, we yes. the millennials and are the Gen Z the younger generation? Or are we the old timers? The 20-year-olds are the... You and I are elder You and I are elder millennials. We are the right in the okay. beginning of when it starts. And I think it's like eight, 1982 or like 1984 till 2000. So we're Y2K. We're millennials. Wait, wait, 1994 to 2000? No, 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 no. Uh, no. Like 1984 to like 2000. Okay, is millennials. Yes. And then her generation, yes, is Gen Z. I think it starts at around like 2002 or something like that. And then right after her, there's a new one. And there's going to keep being new ones. Um, there's the beta. I think it's beta after that. Or who alpha. Came up with this? Like who the who came up with this I don't know. And it only started in the silent era. That's when it started. That it started in the twenties. So it's just like hurricanes. It just they just it's I don't think it's like really it's like based on too much. They just try to find like old school like Greek words and shit like that or so like okay. I said, silent era, baby boomers, baby boomers part two, generation X, generation Y, which is Y two K, which is also called millennial, and then Gen Z and then Gen B. 
or Janae. There you go. It is alpha. Janae. Janae. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Over categorization. <laughs> I just black female human. That's it. <laughs> word, word. So, like I said, on Love the Way You Lie, I saw that I saw that uh, tour, by the way. That was a good tour with Rihanna. Good video, too. Good song. And um, it has parts where, like, he's going to tie her up. He's going to throw her in the house while it's burning up. Pretty typical stuff from the guy that made Bonnie and Clyde. So, and I've seen him in concerts a few times, actually, even at uh, Governor's Ball. I'm a big Eminem fan. I'm a big Rihanna fan, Riri. I just saw her Fenty um, commercial for makeup. I'm like, good for her. I'm glad. I would definitely let Rihanna eat me out. I'm not gay, but... Nice, nice. I mean, to be honest, I don't think it's gay. I mean, Rihanna counts for that. Rihanna's a good, uh, it's a good, um, um, what's it called? Like a waiver, like a good little, little uh, gay yeah. waiver. Here's my gay waiver. Here's for Rihanna. Ciara <laughs> or Rihanna. Ciara's a good one. Ciara's, and I'm glad that she made it through all those rumors. That was bullshit when they were trying to call oh, her. Like, friend, when to call yeah, her. that was some bullshit, man. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Russell does like that kind of stuff, but no, nah, I love Ciara. You can't, you can't be tall. If you're tall these days, they're like, you're a tranny. Like, she's just a tall female. She's a tall, beautiful female who's multi-talented. So they're using Eminem's lyrics against him at this moment. And it's not even his worst lyrics he's ever done, obviously. We we grew up, uh, you may have not been a fan, but like we grew up with Eminem. I like so. Eminem. Oh, and I'm not saying you were, and I just didn't want to assume. Uh, I'm cleaning out my closet. Why didn't they go for that one if there was a go Right. <laughs> right. Um, and he, he, he uh, the Versace joke, uh, the one like somebody shot me, get it, check in the mail. Like he's, he said all types of things. And then he had, and then everybody thought that like he was so homophobic, but then he did a performance with Elton John. Elton John even endorsed him saying that like, it's just art. It's just music. Yeah. So we're, we're on the same page with that. We've always have been when it comes to art. And just to just to briefly mention, because we like to have uh, new music releases, uh, Rob Zombie, uh, the famous music, I mean, the famous uh, movie pro, uh, producer, uh, A Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, all that good stuff. He did the Halloween remake. He is also a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. And so he has a new project out called the Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. Yep. That's what veganism will get you. <laughs> so... Let's get into some movie intelligence. I'm just trying out one of those stupid video blog things that everyone... What the fuck did I watch? So let's start off with something that Peachy Sue's has watched, and that is Coming to America, the sequel on Amazon Prime. Please tell me what you thought. I liked it. I think Coming to America was about Black greatness. I think that they sat there and they got all this... It was Black excellence at its finest. You got all these stars and every time... Especially the beginning. I was like, oh, my God. <gasps> like, you know what I'm saying? So I think that people are smoking crack if they really thought Coming to America 2 was going to be just as fabulous as part one. Like, part two, I don't think was a real, was really meant to be a Coming to America part two. I think it was, let's take this great movie. Let's add all this Black excellence to make a historical movie that every, like, these people can say they've been a part of. People who need to be celebrated, who may not be celebrated like they should. Let's all, let's put them all in this movie, celebrate their greatness in this movie. But there's no way people really thought that, you know, it was going to top part one or I don't know what, what crack people were smoking. It was good to see Eddie Murphy, Arsenio, even James Earl Jones. It was just good to see all this excellence. I liked it. 
If anybody else didn't like it, suck a big toe, whatever. It was with, good. With, with a nice big bunion on it. Okay. Uh, and it, and um, I was actually kind of sad to see James Earl Jones. Like, and I was sad that they like. Well, no, actually, I won't spoil that part. But um, James Earl Jones, uh, they like they just made him look all sickly and stuff like that. And I know he's old. He is old. So like, let's not like he's ninety. I think I know. Let's not pretend. So that's why I'm like when I saw when I saw him like that. I'm like, damn. I don't want to like. I don't want to count the days from my boy James because he's one of my. He's actually one of my idols. I'm in voiceover. He's my favorite voiceover of all time. All of that, you know? Oh, yeah, of course. No, all the list, all the big white hype. He's the man. He's the man. Star Wars. There's not the Lion King. There's nothing he hasn't done. So when it comes to coming to America, I am with you all the way. I did not expect it to even come close to the first one. The first one's beyond the classic, beyond the classic. And the only reason why he didn't get proceeds for it, because of that dumbass Babar lawsuit. So I'm glad that he actually is getting profit from this this time. Yeah. And, and so for me, the beginning, so when I... So aside from that, when I took those expectations away, just like you did, I didn't, I didn't want to view it that way. And speaking of movie theater, I'm actually really disappointed that I didn't get to see the movie theater because I kind of wanted to see the Wakanda treatment. When I thought of this, when I saw this, and even when I saw when I saw Black Panther, I said to myself, "Damn, what if coming to America? What if coming to America one came out to this kind of fanfare?" And I, that's that's what that kind of that movie at the time in 1988 deserved, to be honest. But part two would have gotten that if movie theaters would have been open. People would have been showing up in their African attire. It would have been beautiful. It would have been beautiful. It would have been lovely. It so the beginning been- was uh, hilarious, by the way, like slapstick on my ass. Hilarious. I have, who is the son? The son is a, is a famous comedian. He is... Uh, He's really that famous, huh? That I have to like look him up. <laughs> when I saw the son, I was like, Wait, "Wow, he's not even in Black Excellence, and that's who we chose to be the." I know he's not that well known. He was in he was in some movie that I saw recently. But let's go to the real stars: Eddie Murphy, James Earl Jones, Jamaica Queens native Sherry Headley, uh, Wesley Snipes. He was hilarious. Wesley uh, did a good job. He did. He really did. I love, and he was great in Dolomite too. Arsenio Hall, Kiki Lane, Leslie Jones. What to me, Leslie Jones was the funniest in the whole movie. Yeah. She was the, the oh and, called, I forgot who called it too ghetto, but somebody said, Oh, Leslie was just so ghetto in it. And I was like, no. Oh, that was her role. That was her role in the movie. Exactly. She that's played it perfectly. She played to me, to be honest, she was the MVP of the whole movie. She carried yeah. it. Yeah. Um John Amos. And I was a little sad too, because John Amos is 81, and I was just like, oh. oh. Oh, I know, and I love John Amos, and I just uh, I got to see um, Roots uh, for the first time recently. Um, I, was, I guess I was like two. First young. time, your parents didn't make you watch that as a kid. I know we ain't that black, man. We ain't that black, and we try. We try. We try. My dad loves the yeah, just like loves- this every time with Roots. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't even know OJ was in it. I was when I saw OJ running, I was like. OJ. Okay. 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 That's where our fall was juice. Okay. Right? I know. I know. Exactly. Buffalo Bill juice. So uh so Jermaine Fowler. Jermaine Fowler, he is the son of Eddie Murphy. As a matter of fact, they approached Eddie Murphy years ago to do the sequel of this. And they wanted Michael B. Jordan to play his son, and then he was going to headline the film, and that Eddie Murphy was going to be in it, but he was going to be kind of like a cameo. And Eddie Murphy was not about it. He was like, well, then this is not about Akeem. So I'm not, I'm not. So he never, never licensed it until now. And so Jeremy Fowler is his son. 
Um, Leslie Jones, this is what we'll spoil. It's okay. We'll set it up. Leslie Jones is someone that he has a one night stand with. She takes him in place for Arsenio Hall. And he doesn't know about this son. He has three daughters that are supposed to be the uh, the heir to the throne. And now that I don't think you should tell the movie though, because people. No, that's just a setup. That's just a setup. And I'm so, always like it, mad. I'd be like, you're telling the movie. So now they have to go yeah. find the son. And that's about it. And it's back in Queens and all that good stuff. So the first half is hilarious, like you said, with all the garb and all the great uh, outfits and all the great celebration, James Earl Jones. And the second half is in America. And I didn't love the second half. I thought it was a little, I think they were trying too hard. And I don't think they did a good job wrapping it up. And that's it. That's all I have for coming to America. I'm going to be honest, I did fall asleep during the end of it. Like I fell asleep. um, I did fall asleep. That's all I'm going to say. Yana Taylor was in it also. Rotimi from Power. Louis Anderson. I didn't see why Rotimi needed to be Me either. (laughs) And when I saw that was his role, I said, what? This? Like, you shouldn't even promoted this. You was a featured extra, sir. For real. Yes, he was Wesley Snipes' son. Michael Blackson was in it. Garcelle Bouvard from uh, Jamie Foxx. I don't want the real now, too, I believe. Say it again. Yes, she I is. On the real too, yeah. She is. Uh, Tracy Morgan from the Last OG. I love him. Rick Ross. His cameo was hilarious. That was a good one. Uh, what's oh, and Tracy Morgan. Another tidbit. Tracy Morgan actually. Uh, Eddie Murphy wanted him to play his son, and then the producers, the executives, had to be like, "Yo, you know he's close to your age, right? You can't do that." Exactly. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I don't know. I think Tracy Morgan might be even older, to be honest. It would have been for, like Tracy Morgan. I've been blessed to work with him on set before. Oh yes, good. He's amazing. I love him. He's hilarious. Like, and it's it's natural. You know, he might he might fuck up on his lines, but when he does like improv, it's it's funny. It's not, it's you know what I'm saying. Like you yeah. like there's certain people you like to see at work. Tracy Morgan is someone you definitely enjoy seeing perform. Me too, and I don't love TBS, but the only reason why I watched the last OG was Tiffany Adish and him. And it's a, I love that show. That show is so good. Lunell, uh, the comedian, she's on it. Morgan Freeman, Trevor Noah. Who else? Gladys Knight. Black greatness. I know it was so, it was great. That was the best part of the movie. That literally, like seeing everybody on those cameos, that was probably the best part of the movie. Seeing everybody all happy and beautiful. It was great. Dikembe Matumbo. And that's it. That's all, that's all I got for that. Oh, and one more. Louis Anderson. I didn't know this. In 1988, um, Eddie Murphy wanted to have an all-black film. And the producers, the executives, made them put in Louis Anderson. I didn't know about this. Forever, forever, I had no clue. And Eddie Murphy was like, yeah, they made us do that. And so, obviously, he came back for the sequel. He was really funny in both. I'm happy about that. But yeah, how do like- you feel about that? No, I like Louis Anderson. I'm a fan of Louis Anderson. So. Me too. But how do you feel like we don't really have to, and especially in 1988, we definitely had like almost no all black films. So how do you feel about a studio pushing up on Eddie for that? Um, You know what? I think that using Louis Anderson was smart because he did at that time was more of his prime. Yes. So it was smart because now it's not just an all black thing. Now, when we Anderson's face in it, white people will come watch it. Good think marketing. About, yeah, good marketing. Yeah, if you think about it, back in those days, if I'm white, I'm like, what's this nigger film? <laughs> but Louis in there, you know, you get a little glimpse of him. And then uh, 
Randolph and, and what was it, Mortimer. I love Trading Places. Me too. Their from Trading Places. From Trading Places, exactly. yes. So their cameo in part one. See, you're right, sprinkle a little dabble white in there. Hey, it's good. A lot of people, and a lot of people say Trading Places is actually um, his his best film because it's like his most complete film. What's your favorite uh, Eddie Murphy film of all time? I am a huge, well, Trading Places is definitely one of my top. But Norbert. Nice. Norbert's a sleeper. That's a a sleeper pick. That's a good one. Uh, Like, I am a huge Eddie Murphy fan. So I love Norbert. I love... um, Oh, you love Dave then. You like Dave? Dave is the Elliot one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with... um, Oh, Norbert's the one where he's in his head, right? Where he's like controlling no, no, no. him. Norbert's the, the when he has the fat wife. Rescue. Oh, so Dave is the one where he's controlling him through it through his uh, head or no, something. Like but that. the other one that I love so much with Steve, um, oh, the, one a- the one where they're trying to shoot yes. a movie and he doesn't know he's and he doesn't know he's in it. Yes, and Steve Martin's yes. the director. Yes, I forgot what that's called. That's a great Sorry. movie. What we were it? just talking about it recently, and I just saw it not too long ago. Too, I'll I get it for you. Movies to see that, like I love that. I love Eddie Murphy. So anything Eddie Murphy does, I'm going to be a fan. There's like, I don't think there's any movie that he's done that I've just been like, I hate it. Like, I love Eddie Murphy. I love Adam Sandler. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those. People hate Adam Sandler movies. Bowfinger. 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 Bowfinger, yes. Oh, it's but, on HBO Max. Nice. I don't have Max. Maybe I should get that. I have HBO, but I don't have HBO Max. I love HBO Max. I really do. No, great movie. Uh, all Eddie Murphy's movies are great. Uh, he's coming back on stand-up. He's made several announcements on that. Um, he was scared for a few years. I don't blame him because his first two specials are considered the best of all time. Uh, delirious and raw. And so... And Kevin Hart. He's smart because look how they're doing Kevin Hart. I didn't watch Kevin Hart's new stand-up, but... He got so much bad press behind it. Everybody's saying it's so horrible. And remember when Kevin Hart first came half out, of it, half of his it is. first stand-up was hilarious. His second yeah. one was good. By that third one, it was like, okay. Well, you just made the point. He's he's a little oversaturated. I like Kevin Hart though. Me too. No, no, but I, I but that but it's not because he's not funny. It's just that I think he's overexposed. I think we're just like overseeing him. Like he was the highest paid comedian at one time, and he was also like in every single movie he had like four stand ups a year, pretty much. We're not glad to see him. That's just after he did that cheating scandal. That too. That <laughs> and the car crash. Like he was everywhere. Like I, I was. I was a little tired to see him. To be honest, and I think he's funny. I, I don't like think he's him. like funnier than like anybody that we're talking about, like Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock. I don't think he's. He, you know what it is? I'm a face person, so like if you you one thing you know about me, I do a lot of facial expressions. All this of that. true. So does Kevin Hart. And Kevin Hart does that. So Kevin Hart, just by his, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that's a good impression. <laughs> you know, he knows how to make you laugh. So that's why I. That's why I love Ben Stiller. That's why I love Will Ferrell because they are people who just with their face they're doing stuff. Ah, okay, okay. physical comedy. Okay. But yeah, it's that. not. It's not just about like the punchline of it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why I like him. And I just think you know what it is too. And you are that's good at that with your skits too. To be honest, you're very good at that. Yeah. But he does a lot of Kevin does a lot of um a lot of white movies. And I think that's why black people are so like, oh, we're so oh, mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. But if he was doing more like hood movies, they would be loving his ass. But he's you know, that's not a good point. Yeah, maybe I fell into that trap too. Damn. 
<laughs> that's why they saying that because there's been so many other people who are all over the place everywhere we don't give them no slack well Eddie Murphy didn't necessarily make black films um, I guess I guess Beverly and, and Beverly Hills Cop that's another sequel that's going to come out too part four damn I'm trying to think like what, did he like make Eddie mainstream Murphy, movies because Nutty Professor Doctor yeah, like that wasn't like that, but that was a mainstream movie too. That was like on Columbia Pictures. That that's that that was in wide release. That wasn't like just something like uh, those were black. That's why we love Eddie Murphy because we're black, black. <laughs> You're right, but he was like OJ Simpson black at that time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he he was already crossed over. It wasn't like he was making Soul Food. You know, like Soul Food's a great movie, but it wasn't like being catered to mainstream audiences. It it eventually ended up that way because it was a quality movie, but it was catered to black audiences. Eddie uh, Nutty Professor was catered to mass appeal. It was a little ghetto-ish with it. It was ghetto. It was ghetto. Don't get me wrong, but it was. But it was still catered to white. Like you said, like you said, like the the tropes, the stereotypes. Well, white people love to watch that. Well, maybe I don't know. Lilla, I'm like Lilla. I don't know that that in that. Um, so I'm gonna just let you say that. No worries. No worries. No worries. <laughs> I'll let myself say it, I guess. You're right. Who knows if it's true? Uh, Biggie story to tell. Boom, boom, boom. Life after death. Come, uh, going back to Cali Cali. Um, there's been a few documentaries on my man Biggie, uh, my, one of my favorite rappers of all time. He probably still is my favorite rapper of all time. He has a new Netflix documentary that's actually produced by Diddy and his mother. They've been at odds uh, at times when they've tried to make the documentary before. Not that like they've never come together. It's just that they were coming together at like separate points this time they actually worked on it together with the, the old producer dj Premier. uh i know that you didn't see it but are you looking forward to seeing it are you overseeing um documentaries on biggie or no well if i can be honest i i love the ig of course that's, that's biggie but i growing up was a tupac fan i'm gonna be honest. okay that's fine I was like this on my West side. Like my brother is a <laughs> huge Biggie fan. It's okay. He's from Brooklyn too. And he went over to the West side too. So, so it's okay. It's all right. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I'm not pressed to see it for one. For two, you got to, when you think about, talk about uh, Diddy and his mother, you got to remember there's so many rumors flying around that Diddy had her son killed. Yes. So when it comes to trying to make a documentary, imagine like looking at somebody and you always wonder, did you have my son killed? I don't know. But now I have to make a documentary with you. I got to try to do business with you. Like, you know, what I'm saying you have to be a really strong person to look past like the rumors and just be like, you know, maybe it was maybe it was like, you know. So, I think it was more of the cops, but yes, I've I've definitely heard of Diddy being one of the uh, suspects, or like even till now, and it's but it's, still, it's it was a cop, a an undercover cop who they think killed him, right? But yeah, who, yeah. a dirty cop. But who was the dirty cop working for? No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I I don't I don't think uh, Diddy is uh, clear from it. To be honest, I if if I was doing an investigation right now, he still would be on the list. He definitely would. Um, Shug even Shug Knight, even Shug yeah, Knight I was, was going to say Shug Knight more. Yeah, Shug Knight. yeah. so there, it's, it's no coincidence. Even, even without watching the doc, and if you've seen things, and and we've lived through it too, the '90s, the late '90s when they got shot, um, in Vegas in California, a lot of fishiness happening and stuff like that. Hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. So to this day, um, it could it could have either been a, a police cover up, which a lot of people have said, or it could have been a hit job from their music produ- from their music executives, which both of them another conspiracy, not a conspiracy. This is actually true. Both of them were going to move to Capitol Records. They both had their deals expiring. Kind of a coincidence. Who knows? That so, mystery we never know. Two of the biggest hip hop artists ever and we still don't know who killed them and it was one of the biggest gang wars of all time uh going on well on television at least uh with the west side and so that's why a lot of people say it was a police cover-up because they wanted to come they wanted to uh, cut the the head of each side and they felt that the uh, the rappers were the one even though it wasn't they weren't gang lords they weren't like freeway ricky ross they weren't nico uh, uh blondino brown they weren't anybody that actually was in the gang war at the time but they felt that like if they would have hurt rap and it did, to be honest, at that time, that was a big blow to everything. It wasn't just it wasn't just the rap community. It, it hit many communities. I think it was honestly, I think that Biggie's death was definitely in retaliation to Tupac's death. That okay. Quad Studios and shit like that. Yep. Tupac's death might be something of him trying to leave death row because I think before he left, it's kind of tension with him, Suge, Snoop, everybody. So, I definitely think Suge might have had him killed, but I think Biggie's might be an accidental. Like, I I don't think Puff really did it. I don't think so, but I think it was definitely retaliation um, for, for what you call it, for uh, Tupac's stuff. So who knows? The world never know. It'll be a mystery we always, like, think of. Well, until we interview Danity Kane, we'll never know. No. <laughs> so um, the last movie we have for All Mankind, it is on Apple TV+. Plus. There's not that much going on on Apple+. Plus. Um, I'm going to probably watch the new Tom Holland movie for next week. That's on Cherry. I mean, that's called Cherry. Um, he's uh, whatever. We'll discuss it next week. But um, for All Mankind, if you're going to check it out, season two just premiered uh, about in February, actually. Sorry. So it's not that new. But it it stars the guy from Alter Carbon. I've never seen that show actually, but he's also from Suicide Squad. Okay, and his I'll- name is Joel Kinnaman. And uh, so, and that's I think there's not that many like celebrities in this actually. It's pretty a low key cast, which is cool. I like that too. I like up and comers. So this one is basically to make a long story short, if Russia landed on the moon first what would life be like and it's an alternate reality and it's very good it's very good it's uh it's very good production i like it i enjoy it sci-fi say it again like a sci-fi type of no no it's kind of like americana it's kind of like a warm apple pie type stuff it doesn't and it's very realistic so they don't really like try to like uh it is good special effects. Like when they got to the moon and stuff like that, it was like all gold and it was really nice, but uh, they don't try to go too hard on the science project. It's, it's pretty much more about uh, the drama. Okay. So I like it. I enjoy it. Um, I'm a little bit fatigued on the space uh, stuff. I watched moon. Uh, I watched Avenue Q. No, no, not Avenue Q. That's the play. <laughs> Wait, was moon the one with the guy who looks like Tom Cruise? It's called moon base eight. And it was with the guy that looks like Tom Cruise. I'm thinking about the old, old one with the guy who looks like Tom Cruise. I thought it was Tom Cruise. It was just like Tom Cruise. I think who looks like Tom Cruise. (laughs) And he did the one where he goes to the moon. I think it's called like Moon or something. And he goes to the moon and like there's like clones of him. Oh, shit. 
Oh, I don't know. Wow. I'm going to look that up after. So this year, this year there was a way, which I didn't see. That's with Hillary Swank. And she is on a moon mission. And they like, I think the whole show, it's pretty much them traveling to the moon while they're in space. So like all eight, all eight episodes are like that. I didn't see it, but that's what I heard. And then Moonbase 8 is on Showtime. And that's with John C. Riley. That is with Fred Armisen. And I forgot the other guy's name. And it also has a football player on it. It has Trevor Kelsey. <laughs> oh, and um, what's it called? So it is called Moon. Oh, okay. And who is in that? No, no. When when did that come out? 2009, right? Nice, nice. I've his never seen it. Name, and who's the actor? As His name is Sam Rockwell. <laughs> you think Sam Rockwell looks like Tom Cruise? <laughs> in that movie, because the whole time I thought it was Tom Cruise. It is I've never seen movie. it, so maybe he does. Maybe he does. Um, it's a really good movie. Isn't that crazy that Sam Rockwell has an Academy Award and Tom Cruise does not? That's crazy, actually. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Sam, Sam Rockwell got an Academy Award for three billboards in Missouri a few years ago. And he's been nominated for a few times, actually. He got nominated for Jojo Rabbit, too. That was a very good movie. Um, and I love Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, I feel, should have won it a few times. Uh, the Last Samurai. Um, you're crazy. They don't give it to you. I know. Magnolia, I think he was great. Vanilla Sky, I thought he was amazing. I thought he was amazing in Interview with the Vampire. He definitely got robbed a few times. What is it? Minority Report? Is that Amazing Tom? movie. Yes. Steven Spielberg, amazing uh, movie. Great yeah. movie. Oh, and a lot of people copy off that, that that concept now. Um, they don't like necessarily. I know they made a minority report on Fox Five at one time, the spinoff show, and it did really bad. But as far as like the concept, as far as like trying to predict the like future crimes and stuff like that, yeah, it definitely try to implement that in movies. I think like I Oblivion every day. <laughs> Word and now and and time loops are big now too. Like Groundhog's Day, like every movie's trying to copy off of that now. Um, Palm Springs, um, Russian Doll. It's like it's not original anymore. I think a new movie from Mel Gibson's about to have that kind of concept too. But let's get to the best part of the show. Oh, sorry, did you have something to say, Celeste? No, no, I said I love Mel Gibson. Oh yeah, me too. He, he's a he's an anti semite, but yes, I love his movies too. I hate yeah. to love his movies, but I do. I do, I do. So let's get to the best part of the show. We're going to talk about PG Sue's brand. In Buffalo Soldier, in the heart of America. Let's yes, from Africa. Yes. Bartender extraordinaire, mixologist, Sunday's brunch, clubhouse superstar. What else? I would say more. Stand-up comedian. Yeah, I do skits. Um, I do screenwriting. So that's, that's right. Cool. I've seen you two scripts on your. Well, I'm sure you have more than that, but I've seen oh, two on your laptop. Eight. <laughs> Eight. That's Eight. the way to do it. That's the way to do it. And I saw you get frustrated about like, like, you know, not complete. No, when it gets done, it gets done. Yeah. Great uh, work is great work. I, like I'm used to writing stuff like this, you know, nah, gold is gold, man. You gotta, you gotta, I've been writing something for years too, man. You gotta, you gotta let it, you gotta let it uh, marinate, man. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, you should, but it's just that I, you know what it is? I start stuff and I sometimes don't get a chance to finish it. So literally like, I have two movies that I started that I just like stopped and then picked up and wrote another project and then picked up and write this. So that's where the frustration comes in of just being like, finish this. But it's just my head is always spinning like this. And I'm always like, oh, wait, I got to stop. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. 
Um, that's very indicative of these times, multitasking and burning out and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And you have a life of your own. You have a much more complicated life uh, of your own, too, than mine. So I, I definitely agree with you. Definitely agree with you. What are things going on? Tell us. Tell us. I know Ken Stars just came out with a funny video that you remind me of him, to be honest. You have great crews. <laughs> yes, because you I'm jealous. I'm jealous because um, I've had, I, you know, I try to create content myself and um, I'm jealous of people like you, Ken Stars, even back in the day, Jackass, having just one or two people on the same page is hard work. It's hard work. And even getting, even riling people up at the DTF uh, station in Brooklyn, that's hard too. That's hard to have people all on the same page, even for just an hour. Listen, that is the hardest part about it, is that when you have a vision in your head and you just want to see your vision executed and trying to get on that same page as you, who may not be into acting or who want to get down, but they don't know how to take direction and it's very frustrating. So a lot of times, like sometimes people might look at skits and they might think like, oh, it must be easy to do that or like no. just make content in general. Nope. But it's hard. Like a lot of times one good skit might take an hour because you're doing different angles. You're doing different things. And that's five minutes sometimes. That's like five to six minutes on YouTube. And y'all look at like something like a minute skit that you're seeing different cuts and all that. It probably took a person a really long time to film it, uh, edit it, get it right just to get to you. So next time y'all see a skit, like it, like it. Yeah. Throw a heart and, and save it and save it. <laughs> And save it. That's huge on the algorithm, too. They've been showing that uh, that diagram lately. Um, yeah, just don't like it. Like you said, comment, engage, um, share it, and save it to your collection, because that all counts on the algorithm. Yeah, oh, Instagram fucking sucks now, man. Instagram. It does, it does, but it's still, it's still like, a, it's still one of the best billboards out there when it comes to marketing. So until there is, oh, well, TikTok, I guess, and Snapchat, but like until there are, be- and they're not better either. They're just like, they're just as good at the moment. Facebook is the one that sucks the most. It's basically just go a back digest. To the old Instagram. Like the old Instagram where if I post this and I know this is where my engagement is, I, I get what I need. It That's is true. The true. algorithm is so trash now. And it's like you never know how to get to the right algorithm. Like it's garbage. Yeah. Garbage. No, it's annoying because it's just like, you know, like I'm at that point now just trying to find my way because I, I wrote a piece that I'm about to start filming and I was supposed to, you know, put it on Instagram. And I'm like, I don't even want to do that anymore. Now I'm going to take my four ruined it. They did because of the algorithm, because of the different stuff. Now I got to take it and put it just into a short film. I can't do the four part thing like I wanted to because the algorithm so fucked up. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. Yes, putting it out in the stratosphere. I don't blame you at all. And uh, no, they do that on purpose. They do it on purpose. They, it's kind of like Robin Hood with the uh, the Wall Street. They don't want the average person uh, being the micro influencers where we are right now. Which I like, by the way. I'm I'm happy being a micro influencer right now because in micro micro influencing, sorry, social influencing, um, you reach more. I've said this on a couple episodes before. You reach more, like you said, you reach more of your audience. So, for instance, I always made Beyonce a um, an example for some reason. I don't know why. But she, she doesn't have a million followers. She has more than that, actually. So let's say she has a million followers. You only get 5% 
of your following when you get to a million followers. So she's only reaching and whatever bots she has, who knows if she has like other people from the Bay Hive helping her out, but she only gets 5% of that engagement. So you and me, when we have like, you have like about like 7,000 or like 10,000 or something like that. Even with that, that's considered micro influencer. You get 25% of that engagement. So like you're reaching more of your fans, even though you have quote unquote less fans, but she has a lot of fake fans. That's the th- same thing with Instagram. There's a lot of bots on there. So like, you can't like really judge it by that. And that's why a lot of people want to take down the likes because it's very, very, very uh, automated and very fabricated. No, I like the likes because the likes let you know, like what type of content your people like. Yeah, but people are buying them too. And you can't tell if they're buying them or not. And you can't, and a lot of celebrities are doing that. That That's another reason why they're doing that. Let me tell you something. You can tell who is buying likes. For real. Shares. Because when you look and there's a whole bunch of Middle Easterners, that's like, <laughs> wow, so cool. Hey, how did you get like this? It's just like, come on. My, my homegirl is from Lebanon. Uh, she's not my homegirl anymore. She, uh, we're not friends anymore. But... Um, I kind of called her out for that too. She, so she's of the bigger variety, but a lot of people like that. A lot of people, she has a lot of fans. So she already has fans for that, for that side of the fence. And she's Lebanese. So she's a lot of thirsty Arab people. But I looked on one day, I was curious because I, I work in social media. One day I was curious. So I looked at her, like her tag photos and she, she has like an automation service that like takes photos, certain She submits certain photos to these accounts and they like have like this kind of like networking where they like piggyback off each other and they like things for the people that are in that network. So I was oh, like, wow. yeah. Wow. So I was like, what the, that's mad extra. I was like, damn girl, no organic reach at all. That's, that's nuts. Like you're just taking all these thirsty motherfuckers. that want to see cellulite at, no, I'm joking. <laughs> that one, that, that's not very women's month. Then stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Women's Month. Shout out to all the women out there. For First real, of all, for real. Shout out to all the single moms out there. Yes. Hard being a single mom. I am a single mom. My daughter just turned 16. Valentine's. Happy birthday to her. Happy birthday to Naya Aquarius. Y'all sneaky little devils, you. <laughs> Shout out to the single mom. Shout out to the 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 people, the women who are holding down the household, who are holding down their family. Even if you're not a mom, if you're just out there doing what you have to do, surviving and thriving. When it's not meant for us to survive and thrive, shout out to you. This is our year, women. This is 2021. We will continue to be great. We will continue to elevate. And if you are a Black queen, show them what you mean, honey. Okay. I like that. I never heard that before. If you are a Black queen, show us what you mean. Because I just made that up on the top of my head. You're good. You're good. You're a good <laughs> improv. With Queen. <laughs> you took a you took improv too, right? I know you took stand up, uh, like you took some uh, courses on that. But did you do improv so, too? Uh, in high school. So when I went nice. to high school, I did uh, theater arts from ninth to twelfth grade. So then that's where you learn about improv, and that's where you're actually doing theater, which is way harder than regular acting because. Yeah. Your memory, I smoked and drank my memory cells out. So I can't do theater anymore. Typical, it's okay. Yeah, but you know, give me something to memorize up to a certain, you know, amount. I can memorize that, you know, but improv is my jam. I I would love to just do improv, but unfortunately, that's not how the world works. What are your, you've been a part of a lot of projects, so it's hard to just list them down. 
what are your favorite projects when it comes to a web series? What's your favorite project? What is your favorite extra work you've done? And what is your favorite like um, uh, feature film? Because I know you've been part of uh, I know they might not have been in like the theater, but they are definitely motion pictures because they're over 90 minutes. I would say my favorite this this year, my favorite set is definitely Godfather of Harlem. Nice. That was good. Oh, my God. Um, Forrest Whitaker. I wrote you know, yeah. when we interviewed him. I, I wrote the interview questions. Just yeah. say it. <laughs> so I definitely um, I have not been lucky enough to see Forrest Whitaker on set. I'm waiting for that. I just need to be around his greatness. He's amazing. But I would definitely say that they have kept me booked and busy. Um, you know, they they love me on that set. They treat me well on that set. So it's definitely one of my favorite sets this year. Good. That's one of my favorite phrases too. I love booked and busy. And I like that you're booked and busy. Yes, I definitely like I haven't seen it yet though. I heard um, the the person that plays Malcolm X is really cool on there. I haven't seen the show. I know that they finished, they wrapped up season one and I think they are going to do a season two, Bumpy Johnson. Yeah, they're doing season two now. Cool, cool. And I'm a big Forrest Whitaker fan, so I definitely need to check that out. Encore. Encore, encore. It's definitely cool, yeah. What is, uh, so you were talking about Jamaica. What are your favorite travel spots? Because you're another travel extraordinaire like myself. So my favorite spot to go is the Cayman Islands. Okay. That's my favorite spot. Um, and also London. So I'm trying to move out to London. That's right. With my Good luck. That's life. nuts, by the way. Yeah, I have a friend trying to do it, and she's trying to get citizenship through the Dutch islands because yeah, she's trying to, because they're doing, they're being really, uh, you know, her, her family is, I know her family's from England and even, and she's Brown. She's a uh, Dutch and, uh, she's Dutch, English and, um, Indian Surinese, Surinese. And yeah, man, they're giving her all types. So even with her grandmother's citizenship, they are trying to root it back to Suriname so that she could, or Trinidad, actually. They're trying to root it back to Trinidad just so that she can try to get a citizenship over there because she wants to move over there, too. I'm trying to go out there just for a year. So I might do the go there for six months. Oh, visa. Nice. And then go, like, you know, I might do one of those. But I'm just trying to go out there. I'm trying to film some projects. The first uh, thing I ever wrote was my movie, She's Up Next. And it is a London-based movie. So I have to move out there and I have to get that produced out. Well, I don't have to move out there to get it produced out there. But, you know, I'm in some talks with some directors out there to get that made out there. So that is my 2021 plan or 2022. That's a good plan. COVID has, you know, stirred the pot, messed it up a little bit. Whatever. But definitely, um, if you don't see me really break, break, break out here, you will definitely see me break, break out there. The support that I have out there is real. Shout out to all my London people. I love you guys. You guys are the best. So I was already a Top Boy fan uh, while we were talking. And um, you put me onto the movie Blue. And that's a, that's a great film also. I love Blue Story, Blue Story. That's a great film as well. Um, and I love the grime scene. You actually, even though I had seen Top Boy before, I, uh, you got me more excited about grime and you got me more excited about more of it. So I was just like, damn, I need to watch more. So happy about that. And I have a question. I hope that it's not like a uh, two per... Would, would Sanaya come with you? Does she want to go out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, nice. That's the reason why I really was like, okay, I could actually move. Because always, like, my friend was like, why don't you move out here for a year? Like, you would do great in the comedy scene. Like, yes. people, 
you know, I wrote some stuff out there and people like that read it. I was actually supposed to film something out there, but I couldn't really get along with the person I was supposed to film it with. But the people who like got hold of that pilot episode was like, we love it. Nice. So that opened the doors to other people being like, like we need your talent out here, you know, because it's mostly the males out there that dominate. But English actors, they're so much better than us. But anyway, so Sanaya, so I was supposed to, I wanted to go out there for a year. Sanaya was like, mom, if you really want to go out there, let's go. And I'm nice. like, okay. Mom, okay. So. Okay. Well, maybe they, maybe if you're like, you're a part of a project, maybe they can hook up with Tudor and it doesn't have to be like, so, um, like, she, like if you're just going to be there for a year, like she doesn't have to like. Well, she's already in 10th grade. She'll be in 11th. Oh, by that time. Oh yeah. Oh, by that time. Yeah. So, it won't be much. It won't be much. Yeah, she'll just have to just be making up work pretty much. That's it. Or online learning. She can do a remote. Who knows? Who knows what and the capabilities would be back then? Yeah. So I'm not even worried about that. I'm like, Wi-Fi works perfect over there. So their Wi-Fi is way better than ours. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So tell us more about DTF. That's where we met. We met on the uh, Keeping It Real Hot and Fresh with what's his name? Z-Fly. Z-Fly, he's still doing stuff over there. He's still uh, with Troy Weeks Music making, I think, reality TV commentary. Um, and shout out to my old, our old uh, co-host, uh, Jamie. She she loves reality TV. She's a big Bachelorette fan. And she's a big fan of you, too. She's a big fan of you, too. When we were co-hosts together on this show, um, we used to talk about you all the time. We used to laugh about you all the time. And, uh, yeah, we were trying to get you as a guest when we were together, too, actually. And now you're finally here. Oh, I was working too much. Like, <laughs> COVID, I was too working. Too famous. Too famous. The extra stuff. DTF, my regular job. I was working other jobs. I Before COVID, I was doing, like, way too much. And then, like, COVID just load me down but now everything's starting to pick up again so i'm like yay yeah but um yeah i got my sunday show sunday's brunch 12 to 1 right. on bcf radio um, time. yeah I, I love it um actually rest in peace to lp that was that's well, right one of the creators of the show um he was he there when i was there too that was yeah sad. he came up with the idea for it him and al so lp basically came up with um a lot of it al prentice He's always been the sponsor of it. So it's like both of them, you know, came together and, you know, made this show. And, um, you know, I'm happy that it's still going strong. You know, and you consult, to, um, you consult and guest star on another show there too, right? Yeah. Uh, Butter's Basics. Show shout right. out my homie Butter. We do Butter's Basics from 2 to 3. So it's called Sunday Funday. We got me from 12 to 1. You got a little block. Look at you. You got a little entertainment yeah, block. Yeah, we have Butter Show 2 to 3. And then, you know, we just up there. We make our skits up there. Like, Sunday is a day of just creating, creating, creating. We do the You got to call me over there, man. I'll come over there and do a skit. What the hell, man? I, 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 and I'll admit it. Yes, I'm thirsty. <laughs> I'm thirsty to do some work. I'm thirsty to do some work. I'll definitely have you come up there. I still want to do some of the other skits I told you about. I Whichever. I don't, I'm down, director. I'm down. Put me in, coach. Put me. I'm, I'm coachable. I'm ready. You can put me in whatever role. I don't care what it is. You know what it is? Sometimes it's just harder to do skits because everybody says they're down, but then when it's time oh, to do I'm it, down. this person may not pop up. This person may not show up. So that's what happens a lot of times that, like, just slow stuff down in general. True. So, like, a lot of these skits I have, everybody was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I just be like, like, people who make skits, who have those 500,000 followers and all that, when you when they say they're ready to do a skit, yeah, they're there. They do it they're because there. well, that's why they have it, though. That's why they have that following. 
they have exactly they have to be consistent when you tell regular motherfuckers they just be like yeah 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 and then when the time come it's like no 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 man they ain't got that zaza they ain't got that zaza i'm telling you i ain't got time for it i feel you on that but no i'm serious i'm serious i know we tried to coordinate one time but that's not what this is about that's not what that's a side story no no we're definitely gonna get it when you come up there we're definitely gonna do a skit all of that you know it you know it uh yeah so like i said we did a show together keeping it real hot and fresh now she's doing sunday's brunch um it's a great show it's a great show they cover a lot of topics please tell us more about sunday's brunch so sunday's brunch uh basically comes on 12 to 1 dtf radio um get the app as well get the app yeah, you can download DTF Radio app. If not, you go on DTFradio.com. It's on Facebook. We stream it live on Facebook. You stream all of that. Um, we have a segment, Hot or Not. If, you, if you're a music artist. I love that segment, by the way. That's my favorite segment. Think you got a good song? Send it in. I'm listening if it's hot or not. It's better the top it. ten. That was so stupid. I used to hate the reasons why you get it. I used to hate. Oh, the ten reasons why you get it. I used to hate when he made you read that. I'm like, what? The, this is a waste of her time. Like, this is a waste of her talent. And I would have to come up with like all of that stuff. Like, that's why I hated doing that. Like, because it's forced. Like, you could come up with, but it was forced. That's why it wasn't it's funny. Like, like, it, like, like you could do, you could do that, but it was just like, why every week? Yeah. Like, come on. Anyway, my bad. I didn't mean to. Yeah. So we do uh, the hot or not. We also do. People Pie's topic time. Right. Advice column. I give out good advice. So, you know, do the PG Pie's topic time. And then um, we just talk. Like, whatever is really trending in the week, I like to bring that up. I like to bring up topics that people are scared to touch. Yeah, the trance um, comes up a lot, by the way. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't, I, we don't mention the trans a lot, but... Uh, I, well, every time I listen, the trans is always on the topic. <laughs> no, I think I've probably had that talk, like, maybe twice. Oh, something like that. I must have yeah, looked out and got it. I don't really like to touch those um, topics like that too much because you just never know. Like, no one's ever going to agree with you on anything. Yeah, true. But the backlash is just a... Yeah, you even had someone that is uh, that uh, is familiar, not familiar, sorry, recognizes as herself in the gay community, and she had a lot of different opinions as well. Yeah, um, so that so, was that was cool. And I'm looking, and you said that you want to have a person of the trans community one day. I'm looking forward to that, to be honest, because you're right, I haven't heard that opinion on that show yet. You know why I say that? Because I definitely never, in all my years of talking about it, I never understood it like the way it was presented. Mm-hmm. And it was like, listen, because, you know, you always thought like if a man messes with somebody who is trans, he must be gay. And when they my explain, yeah, your yeah, guests explain that when my friend was like, no, because if he messes with a trans, he's looking at the vagina as the organ. He's not looking at a trans with a penis. So mm-hmm. he's not gay because to him, he really sees the woman doesn't matter what the organs were used to be. And I was like, you know, I never thought about it like that, because in your mind, you just be like, but. Trans, like yeah. and so you know it was it was a good learning like it was a i like those conversations because then it like again it just helps you know yeah. it helps your mind just open up and be like all right let me think about it another way and so you know so that's why i really love to have a, a, a trans come on there a transgender person come on there and just you know tell us about your battle tell us some of the misconceptions tell us you know how you feel about if you we're made to go to a third bathroom because that was one of the biggest arguments yeah, we had. The gender neutral bathroom. And then, and then the gender neutral. Like, if you were made to go in there, would you be embarrassed by that? Like, you know, just all types of stuff. So I would just love to open up that, you know, Good. conversation. 
open it, but also close it. We leave it there, close it. Exactly. Backlash. And that's a big reason why we're closing because um, I want people to listen to your show. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want the, but yeah, exactly. Like we were saying, spoiler. If I get boycotted tomorrow, I'm a no. No, no, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Nobody boycotted. No, it was a very healthy discussion. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, actually. Uh, it's point of views that are not mine. That's why I enjoyed it a lot because um, I learned a lot from people that have different opinions. And even myself, even myself, without getting too deep into it, um, my sister, my sister um, hangs out with a lot more. And I, I hang out with a lot of gay people. And they're yeah. part of my life. It's not one of those things you brag about, like, I can't be homophobic because I have a gay friend. It's not one of those. But my sister, even with her, you would think, and she, when I was growing up, would not let anybody say the F word, faggot. Yeah. And yet, yet, we were yeah. talking about an insecure episode, um, Issa Rae. And where the guy dabbled when he was in college being with a man. And then Yvonne Orji didn't want to be with him anymore. Uh, Molly, do you watch uh, Insecure? No, no. Oh, I love Insecure. But anyway, so Molly didn't want to date him anymore. And so the same person, my sister, that doesn't like, that, that won't let anybody say faggot, she goes, oh, yeah, I wouldn't date anybody that uh, that was gay or that uh, that experimented or was bi. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is though. that's how it is no that's what i'm saying so like even people that quote unquote call themselves uh trans allies or gay uh the gay community allies or hag that whatever you want to call yourself even those people we're all you're right it's still all new to us even though it's not that new though even though it's not that new but it is new to a lot of us it's very accepting nowadays. Like, like nowadays, I feel like society is trying to normalize it and kind it was, of. It was normal at one time. It was normal a lot longer than this, and then it became. It only became not normal like the last like two hundred years, to be honest. Like before that, I mean, back in the day, yes, they did a lot of you know. That was typical for kings, by the way. Like kings yeah. always had a butt boo on the side. Like that's like King James, the guy that rewrote the Bible. He was very famous for having a gay lover. I mean, back in the day, but it wasn't something that was like, hey, this is acceptable. It's always been like a religious thing and all this other stuff. Well, that's when they turned the religious on it. That's when King started using it. But like I said, gay, gay homosexuality was fine for a long time, for thousands of years. I don't think it was fine. It was Let's fine. not get into that fine. subject. Though. It was it fine. Was Maybe not in the Bible, but it was fine in history. Maybe in history, but in the Bible and other stuff, it was not. Because remember, they were burned. You're right, the Bible, the Bible, yes, yes, they absolutely. Other religious texts. In religious texts, yes, they they go back and forth. But yes, I yeah. agree with you. Well, it's, it's too different. But it's not definite to say that they're coming down on gays, though. There's no there's no text that says that. Yeah, but I think that back in the day, they were first of all. You know, I don't like to discuss history with people because I wasn't alive and that person wasn't alive. We're only going by what we read on Google, what we might read in a book. We were not around. So you're right, you're right, but with King James in particular, if he's gay and he's rewriting it, that's like pretty much like him just covering it up. But guess what? There's so many different things, right? So you might have read that somewhere, right? But I've done extensive. I've never seen that somewhere. So by you saying that, I don't know what site on Google you found that in. Oh, that's not on Google. That's in that's in colleges, universities. That's that's yeah, in college journals. Yes, colleges, university. That is no, that's pre- it's, it's pretty much set. King James Gate. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty much his story. Yeah, his story. So you need a female to write it to be to be no. right, to be accurate. It's not even about a female writing it. It's about 
we weren't there. So what colleges, I damn sure don't believe and trust what colleges, because if you- Well, I wasn't there when gravity was was invented, but you believe in gravity. If you tell me I evolved from being a monkey and now I'm this, like, get the fuck out of here. So that's why I say all that shit. I don't I wasn't there for it. That's why I don't like having these conversations with people because people are so like, I read this over here. But was you alive? Did you see it? No. All right. Cool. Yeah, but like, but you okay? But again, but you don't. But you do that with everything. Now that's called the president. That's called foundation. Like we again, I wasn't there when uh, Sir Isaac Newton had an apple fall on his head. But I believe in gravity. That's why I don't do religious talks and I don't do this is what I do when people do that I'd be like okay Oprah okay. <laughs> you're gonna anyway. believe you're gonna believe I'm gonna believe what I'm gonna believe I'm not going there with it because we wasn't oh, it was only with homosexuality I don't care what you believe it to be honest it was just it's just a historical it's just historical reference that's all I'm just saying I'm aside from the Bible that's okay we don't have to talk about, I'm talking about outside of the Bible I'm talking about even or Google homophobia was not something that was so acceptable. No, only people, the last 200 years, Celeste. That's what I'm people, trying to tell you. Only the last 200 years. You use religion. You're going about what a college taught you. It's not just what a college taught you. It's but pretty much it common knowledge. So, that's what I'm saying. It was and not. Only in places where people don't, like, you know, have access to that do they do that. Like, that's... that's Again, that's why I say I'm not going to have this discussion. Because at the end of the day, you're telling me what a college taught you. But you're... It's not college, just colleges. It's many even, institutions. <laughs> and even and even religious theories. Colleges that are trying to push that agenda. Trying to push an agenda. Trying to push that agenda. It was not acceptable. If you think it's acceptable, if you think it, it was, was acceptable, acceptable back then, it was. It like I said, it's not acceptable. If it was acceptable back then, why for so many years has everything talked about it not being acceptable? People sitting there hiding the fact of it. Not just 200. For years, if it was And they only started hiding it now. They only started hiding it in the 20th century. Change the subject, please. They weren't, they weren't hiding it. It sounds They weren't hiding it in the 15th century. They weren't hiding it. first person and the only person I've ever heard in my life, swear to God on my life, that has ever said, yeah, being gay was acceptable. I've never in my life. Well, we were also in, we also grew up in the '90s when it was like hyper freaking homophobic. Like we went through Matthew Shepard. Like in the '90s, it was terrible to be gay. That was like the worst time to be gay. But anyway, yeah, let's but, get on to Clubhouse. Yeah, you do very well over there. Let's uh, hear about some of the the uh, rooms that you run, please. So I have a uh, entertainment group, Facts Only Entertainment. It's a team of us. Uh, shout out to my team, yeah. Facts, Erica, Trigger. Tasia and my baby Tasha, Josh and Simeon. So it's a whole team of us. We have the Facts Only Entertainment team where we just put on different shows. We got the scam show. Like, you know, if you've been, oh, and T Poo, my nigga T Poo, my brother. Hello. How can I almost get my brother? I was like, wait, let me get, get everybody. But we do like scam stories. Um, Facts is really good with marketing. So he does stuff like giving people their flowers. So he's had Angelie up there, Scotty B. Uh, Tiffany Haddish. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, um, so, so many people. I can't be Simone. So many people that he's had up there. So he's really good at that. And, and just all together, we come, we do these rooms. And it's a good time. Like, people love us. People fuck with us. It's a good time. We have different rooms, different days. You know, we do a lot of love advice. We do a lot of toxic stories. <laughs> 
We do judge shows. We just do everything. So like, I really appreciate it. It's, it's definitely helped me. Clubhouse has helped a lot because, you know, sometimes you get bored. You might get lonely in here and you get on Clubhouse. You ain't bored or lonely no more. You got all this gossip going on. So so there's a lot of people. I have I have a Clubhouse because I have uh, an Android and an iPhone. But there's a lot of people that do not have it because a lot of people have Androids. Please explain to people that do not have Clubhouse what Clubhouse is. So Clubhouse, they're still actually in their beta testing, but it is basically a social platform for people to network. It was, it was, it's for people to network with each other, but people have kind of turned it into something else. But the original idea was to be able to get on your phone and basically talk. It's a AOL chat group basically but with voices you can instead of texting you're talking and the most famous thing on there is one mic one mic which means you say that a lot on sunday's brunch you better shut up if i say one mic you better shut up means my mic is talking but it's so with the moderation there's no uh, technical moderation it's basically just people telling like so if you have moderators, you might have, let's say you have like three or four moderators. That means that I can bring people up on the stage. You can only talk if you're on the stage. So I can bring people from the audience onto the stage. I could also boot you to the audience. If you're over talking somebody else, I could mute you. I could kick you out the room. Oh, you know, that's what I meant, the technical yeah. like, moderation. Yeah, yeah. so if you're a moderator, you can do a lot. But if you're okay. an audience okay. member, you could just... Because that can get, like, really hectic if, like, people... Oh, yeah, even yeah, on yeah. your show, when you say one mic, it takes a little It takes a little long for people to, like, kind of settle down. But I think the other day was the first time I really said it. I don't usually say that on my show. But the other day I was saying it <laughs> I was like, all right, y'all are going crazy over here. Like, get... As I said, certain topics, I just like people who like, listen, this is the point being made. All right. Both of y'all disagree. All right, cool. Next. Uh, it was, uh, they was ready to kill each other. It's only an hour. Yeah. They was ready to kill each other. So I was like, okay, y'all are not listening. Y'all not responding. Y'all giving me a headache. Like, move Ouch. on. And you had, you had, a, you had another show to do. So you're just like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Move on is my favorite thing. Move on. Move on. Move on. <laughs> But again, no, I thank you for being here. We don't usually, um, to be honest, uh, (laughs) I haven't debated on the show, even though that was like very short. I haven't usually debated on this show, but I thank you for that. And I thank you for all your commentary on here. Is there any, so again, this is called What the Fuck They Say, right from the horse's mouth. You're not a horse. You're awesome. There's nothing horseish about you. This is real, guys. Exactly. (laughs) So is this. So is this. It's real. Right? No KD and no LeBron. No. (laughs) But, um, yeah, no. Is there anything else on the horizon? Is there anything else we missed on the brand of Peachy Sue's? Well, I'm just Peachy Sue's comedian, screenwriter, actress. Check out some of my skits on Instagram. You can follow my YouTube, all of them under Peachy Sue's, Peach, I-E-S-U-Z-E. Check out, got some films coming out. Got a short documentary to the reality of it. That is going to be coming out hopefully by the summertime. And um, I'm just out here working, just trying to create my way. Hopefully, by the end of the year, I'll be in London. Like, hello there, peasants. <laughs> Watch out, y'all. There's poor people around. Okay. What? Right? Um, yeah, no, you stole that for me. I love I love that you do that. You're in radio, so I don't even have to do that. Usually, I say, where do you want us to find you? Where do you want us not to find you? But you hit us all with that. So you can find us. You can just type in Sylvan Scene. You can go on our link tree. You can go on SoundCloud. You can go on Spotify. 
can go on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube is where you can find the um, the video recording of the session. We try to premiere that during the week. I have not edited our hundredth episode yet. I was on vacation, so I'll get that right away. It'll probably be debuted the same time this video comes out, <laughs> but it's okay. We don't have YouTube is it's pretty good, but like it's not the same following we have on the audio platforms. But again, I've been trying to book Susie uh, PG Suits for. I almost called you Susie Q. I've yeah, been trying to. I've been trying to book uh, PG Suits for a long time. I'm a big admirer of her. Even when we have those discussions, that's not the first time we've had uh, uh, not at all. on theology, and it's all good. I, I really appreciate it. I respect her a whole lot for that, not just from her skills from improv and being a content creator, but I respect her mind. So I love having those conversations with her. And um, yeah, no, I look forward to more collaboration. I look forward to either showing up on Sunday's brunch if you'll have me one day. If I if you'll have me in any of your skits, again, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the guests that we bring here. That's why I bring you here. I, I love to showcase a great brand and a great um, asset in the industry. That's how I feel that you are, and I know you're going to blow up. I'm not even like that's definitely going to happen. Whether it's in London, whether it's in here, that's definitely going to happen. I know Hopefully, it's not on OnlyFans. If it is, it's okay too, but just not only OnlyFans. You don't want that to be the only only. Well, that was a punchline. Okay. You were like, whoa. And I was like, psych, I don't have an OnlyFans. That was a punchline. Nah. <laughs> actually, I do. I do. I don't have anything on it, but I wanted to, uh, I actually just at least wanted to get the Sylvan Sane. I didn't want, I didn't want some fucking uh, 400 pound porn star fucking using Sylvan Sane. So I was like, let me go grab that. <laughs> But it's the same thing as Patreon. It's pretty much like it just has a bad name because a lot of the strippers and the porn stars are on there. But whatever. All good. Everybody's got to eat, man. Everybody's got to eat. Direct to direct payment to the freaking content creator. Why not? Exactly. So once again, like I said, you can find PG Sue's type her in. She has a lot of content on there. So that's very easy. On top of the social media accounts that she has. Keep up NYC. Keep up. Shut up on Facebook. Let's get out of here. You better shut the fuck up. Listen up. To my homegirl, PG Suze. And Sylvan Sane. Over and out, homies. <laughs>